Welcome back, folks, to Bits One Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, a reflective boy and a happy boy, Dan Masters, with my good friend, the chairman of the Off-Wing Ombudsman, and also a reflective boy, Will Every Human, Will Hyder. I'm doing well, Dan. Doing very, very well. Glad to be talking NHL hockey with you uh, this night, this day, after after the opening night of the season. Yeah. All right. Let's get the let's get the news out of the way first. So this may this may take up most of the show. I don't know if it will or not because I'm not sure how this is going to go. No run sheet or anything today. But as you can tell by maybe our inactivity over the last few weeks is that we're probably going to have to bring the show to an end. There's many reasons why. The main reason is that basically real life and family life for me and Will has kind of taken over. And it's very hard to dedicate it may seem like we just turn up and talk which is kind of that is what we do but the issue is going to be is that i'm changing my job soon hopefully and young master william everett has two young children at home who are then going to start going to clubs or after school things or sports things and will's wife is now is she back your lady's back at work now isn't she uh, starting tomorrow, she is off getting her laptop today. Right. So we just are not going to have... Here's, here's the issue for us, is that we believe that you can't do an NHL show once every two and a half weeks or just throw one out there now and again because it, it's redundant. There's, there's no point doing it. It has to be, in my opinion, it has to be a weekly show because you're always going to be playing catch-up. And... That was the idea when we started the show. And when we started the show, my job was different. I've said this is pre-COVID. Uh, even since COVID, my job has changed a lot. And I'm now a lot busier than I used to be. And obviously, Will's even changed jobs in that time. And like I said, Will now has two young kids who are going to need to take priority. And like same, same, it's, it's kind of a bit easier for me because my daughter's older. So she's kind of well aware that Oh, okay, I can't really do anything right now because Dad's recording or that kind of thing. Or it's already kind of ingrained into her. Whereas Will's kids, it's it's a lot trickier for Will, and that's probably going to be tough for him to be able to get on every week. And then the same for me, because I'm looking for a new job. My wife's looking for a new job. My daughter's getting older, so like there might be things I have to do for her as well. And like we said, I think me and Will discussed this last week, and that and obviously get your thoughts on this, Will. But we just felt. You, you need to do a show every week. Otherwise, kind of, what's the point? Yeah, the, the NHL's a funny funny league where either you have to be all in or not in at all sort of thing, I think. Like, there, there's equally so much going on at a minutia level where, you know, we've been six, seven games played every single day and equally not being... not having sort of large enough news regularly to cover in, like, a more bigger picture format and that's and that's not I think it's fair to say it's not what we set out to do with this show anyway we wanted it to be you know the equivalent of, as as every fucking sports podcast has ever said we just wanted it to be two geezers having a chat about the hockey as you would at the pub in the kitchen making a cup of tea on the bus on the way to you know whenever you talk to another human being about your interests that that's what it is and and for for us like you say dan like as, as we've always made the point 
we don't get paid for this. Like it's it is a labor of love, and not that the love has run out, but it's just the way it goes. Sometimes, sometimes real life takes priority, and you can't carve out two two and a half hours much more than that for Dan. You know, each week to to chat shit about hockey and uh, and send it out onto the internet. So. I don't think either of us particularly want to stop it. It's not like uh, we've had, a, you know, it's not Lennon and McCarthy. It's not Nolan Liam. You know, we haven't had a massive falling out and this is all for show. We haven't finally, um, it, it wasn't that I phoned Dan to gloat about Ryan Reeves's injury and uh, and that was the <laughs> end of it. <laughs> it's just come to the natural end, I think. And un- unfortunately, uh, all... Yeah, nothing gold can stay, and the most golden hockey podcast out on the market is uh, is victim to that rule as well. Yeah, and I've mentioned this plenty of times. The reason I started this show was for two reasons: is that one, I wanted to talk to somebody about hockey. I had nobody to talk. I I had been a singular hockey fan on my own on this fucking stupid island for years and years and years, and my interactions with people regarding hockey were just shouting at people on Twitter. <laughs> which was just, I mean, what am I doing? Why? why? Why am I doing that? And I just thought, I need to do this. I need to talk to somebody about hockey. And obviously, sort of having weirdly my name thrown out on Puck Soup most weeks because I'd ask kind of questions that Lozo and Wyshynski thought were okay was just a way for them, for me to meet Will and say, fuck it, let's do a show. And I've mentioned this before, and if you didn't know, like me and Will are not—we're not friends before the show. I just messaged him one day and said, "Do you want to do a show together?" We are not friends. We, we are, are not friends. Are this not is friends. Lennon and McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it. That was just the birth of the show. Me sending Will a Twitter DM and saying, "Do you want to do a hockey podcast?" He went, "Yes." We had one chat on Skype for half an hour, and that was it. The next week, we did a show, and I think, and like I said, it was. It was easier at first because it was more just, like I said, we, we just had plenty of free time and it wasn't an issue. We could just get on with stuff. And then as it grew and it grew and it grew, you then get that kind of responsibility of, okay, we have to do the show this week. And we didn't want to, sh- we don't want to shortchange people from either only doing half an hour or like I said, doing it every 10 days or something. And that's not what people want. They want it kind of, you know, a constant sort of stream of updates going and going and going. And there was a, I will say this wasn't like a very easy thing to come to either because I I would get messages from people when we put things out on Twitter that say, oh, I love the show. It's really great. You know, keep going. You guys are doing a great job. And every it was weird that every time I kind of felt maybe we should stop, I would get a random tweet out of nowhere from a fan of the show messaging us saying oh my god i love this bit on the show this week it was hilarious this was so funny this was really good and the idea was eventually at some point we thought well maybe somebody would pick it up or you know we'd we'd give it a few years to try and get out into the atmosphere and we had messaged people before saying oh maybe we could do something or be on something or and and because of case in point when having guests on and interviews and stuff like that that's really hard to do when there's two people interviewing somebody, or even if I'm trying to interview somebody, because we're talking obviously across the ocean, and there's time. Yeah, zones and, and, and you're and, very at the very least five hours ahead of whoever you're talking to. Yeah, and 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 as soon as COVID hit, and obviously the jobs, our both of our jobs went crazy. That there was no way we could do that anymore. That had to stop. 
we just couldn't have guests on. And I do think, what's the right word? I think my my annoyance with nearly every single kind of quote unquote professional hockey podcast and is that they're all so scared to say anything. I love thirty. I love thirty-one thoughts, thirty-two thoughts. I, I, it's a really interesting podcast, but they like Jeff and Elliot can't go at a team and say this is a disgrace. You're a fucking disgrace. What are you doing? And other places won't either because they're scared to death. And so we were kind of there was always that kind of well we're never actually going to get picked up by anything big are we because we can't come on here and talk about Eugene harvesting people's organs because we're going to get a note <laughs> from some program director saying something like hang on a minute lads what like what you, you can't say that you can't you can't say that <laughs> so our options then to make this a thing where we could at least say to our wives okay look at least i'm getting paid for this i have to i have to go you know i can't take the kids to practice or i can't take my daughter her fucking maths club or something because i've got to work there's no there's none of that you can't do it you know we're just we're just doing this for fucking shits and giggles which to be to be clear that hasn't come to pass already this this hasn't been a situation where where either of us are neglecting our parenting duties in favor of fucking shouting at each other about fucking Chandler Stevenson or anything like that. You know, for, yeah. for any social workers who are out there listening, wanna, <laughs> ju- please just judge us on our um, on our uh, poor taste 9-11 jokes rather than uh, our ability to provide basic care for our children. Yeah. No, that is true. There is a There was never a point where it, it just got to be a thing that Sarah realised, oh yeah, you're recording. Whenever it was, because we, we we jumped around our schedules like so many times, and, it, and now we ended up doing it on Wednesday afternoons for the past couple of years, but it was never a kind of, oh, are you recording tonight? Oh, okay. She just knew, okay, yeah, Thursday night or Friday night or Wednesday afternoon, okay, you're recording. So, yeah, that's fine. But at some point down the road, you can't just keep, you know, we can't be sat here in 12 years still just shouting at, you know, the same listeners about the same thing and not have something to show for it. I at least feel happy that, yeah, we fucking went all out. We gave it our best. We did some great stuff. I loved talking to people. This was something else, actually, that me and Will sort of discussed last week. I, at 30, hold on, at 36 years old, I made a great new friend that I never would have met. And me and Will are now, like, really good friends. And I talk to Will all the time. And that's a great thing. Even sort of the Twitter friends we've made, like Paul Campbell or Jason Paul or Micah or anybody we interact with quite a lot on Twitter. That's a great thing. It's lovely. It's really nice to be able to do, to do that and have that kind of... If that's what you get out of something is a, is some great new friendships, and that, that's a good thing. That's nothing to be sad about or upset about. But the the cho- the chance of us ever actually then being able to push this on and make it into something it was very very slim because again because of time difference and all that kind of, and people for some reason our hockey podcasts people want to hear about what hockey players have to say i don't know why that's something else that probably stopped us actually doing anything we're, we're always like who fucking gives a shit what teddy bluger thinks of his fucking cornflakes i couldn't care less whereas 
you know, there's lots of hockey fans who love that kind of thing. Oh, we've got this old timer on to tell the same story he's told 73 times. Oh, I better catch that episode. And I just think, oh, no, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. So, so you're telling me you gave up two goals in the second period, yeah, and the coach comes in. He was shouting at you? What, he said, like, <laughs> defend that. Put, put the puck on, oh, mate. Fuck it. You can't, can't write it. Can't, can't make it up. No, yeah, that's not, that's not something out of a Hollywood script. You're kidding, aren't you? That can't be true. <laughs> so, yeah. So, all those things kind of led us to this decision. And that's kind of, yeah, that's just kind of where we got to. But it's not a, like I said, it, it's not a, it's not a, well, I mean, some of you might be upset. Some of you might be jumping for joy. I don't know. Maybe you've got, maybe you've got some kind of Stockholm syndrome, and now you're free from these two fucking idiots. I'm not sure. <laughs> you're not gonna <laughs> I did get say, that. yeah, I did say to Will though that if one of us wins Euro Millions, that's it. We are full time podcasters, straight, and we're gonna fucking get. Sh- yeah, we're gonna get a studio. We're gonna fucking helicopter into the studio every day, and do and do two or three hours because then we can justify it. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, so that's for, kind of for any 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 to. benefactors out there who particularly want, uh, fuck it, we'll go we'll go full Steve Dangle, do three three hours a day, eight days a week if we uh, yeah if we got the funding, <laughs> fucking uh, just let us know, let us know, Manscaped. <laughs> hey yeah, if nothing else, I got a free bullshaver out of this endeavor, so I'm I'm up on Come the deal. Man, How can I complain? I fucking I I mean terrible terrible fitting underwear. And a t- who is wearing that t-shirt out? Do you not? Who the fuck? Like whether whether you've got it for having a podcast that four people listen to, or you've bought the fucking kit. Who is wearing a goddamn t-shirt? That what's the what's the slogan on the back? It's like do your balls a favor, or like stick your balls in my face, or fucking whatever. Who's wearing a, a fucking t-shirt that's talking about your balls on it? You know, you always see those pictures of there's some kind of tribe in the middle of Africa that's got some kind of charity delivery <laughs> from Greenpeace or something. And some kids wearing a t-shirt that says Sharon's Stag Do, or Sharon's Hen Do 2004. It's going to be that. <laughs> it's gonna an, be- in- an entire like Maasai tribe or whatever, kitted out in, in Manscaped t-shirts and, and boxers. Yeah, and boxer shorts that don't fit properly. Those boxer shorts are weird, aren't they? They were so fucking... Like, they were the. They were the. Hang on, I'm gonna get a good one here. I'm gonna get a really okay. fucking good one here. <sighs> come on, come on, brain, brain, come on. Nah, nah, I haven't got it. I haven't got it. Which is why we should stop the podcast because I can't. I can't think of. I can't analyze hockey players anymore. Don't know. You can't, I don't know yeah. any of them are. You can't compare boxer shorts to to hockey players anymore. You know what it'd be because you, you know what it was. They were they were quite. It was weird. There was like elastic in the front, and then they somehow missed a put. They'd missed putting elastic in the back, so it was like they had a kind of a, a, like a like a loose bit at the back where there was no elastic. So they didn't. They fit well at the front, but at the back there was just a gap there. It was like hanging and I don't mean, down. Yeah, like hanging down. It wasn't, and I don't mean like a pouch to fit your fucking junk through. No, just just in the elastic in the waistband wasn't finished. You know what it is? It's a player who's got it's Conor McDavid. He's got fucking. He's got nothing on the back end. He's got no defensive capabilities. <laughs> so at the front, fucking solid. 
But at the back end, yeah, no, apparently he's no good. He hasn't got... No, those that, boxes had no 200-foot game. That's the problem. No, matter, that was the no problem. matter how nicely fitting those the rest of the boxes were, you couldn't ignore that that fault on, on the back. So I think... <laughs> on the back end. McDavid, you forgive his lack of defence because he, he does everything else. I'm trying to get someone who... Like they've got all the tools, they can do almost everything, but there's just one thing. They're they're um they're the Brandon Peary of boxers. There scores. we go. We got smashing there, it, folks. Smashing it look in left, right, and centre. You look at the box scores. You think, why is this geezer not the Wayne Gretzky of the modern era? But there's just something wrong, and you can't quite put your finger on it. There you go. There you Brilliant. Go. Yeah, the Manscaped okay. boxers are the Brandon Peary of the NHL. <laughs> Just yeah, bizarre. Just so bizarre. Because yeah, Manscaped t-shirts. Why? Why? Because Brandon Piri is not the Brandon Piri of the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll still. And just if, in case any of you care, we'll still be talking and stuff on the fucking on the social meds and stuff. We'll still be chucking our two cents in there. You just won't get to hear our dulcet tones anymore. That's the only. That's the only difference. Or like I say, it, trust me. If if one of us suddenly pipes up one day on Twitter that we're starting the show again, one of us has won the lottery. That's why. So be uh, and, and, be ready and with your begging letters. You should stop listening to us because we clearly don't know what we're fucking talking about. Because we will <laughs> have become rich people. Yeah. We'll be doing two Brits one pork live from like fucking Maldives or something because we're on holiday. <laughs> I'm on a private um, yacht in the in the Palagio, smashing smashing bets left, right, and centre. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, we should we should talk a little bit about hockey, shouldn't we? Yeah, go on for for old times' sake. For old times' sake, I want to say as well that it's so indicative of the NHL that in an eighty-two game, the first eighty-two game season for two years, and all the hype, fans back in the building, brand new expansion team, and in the first night. In two games, there's a result that makes no sense and an absolutely atrocious refereeing decision. Never change, NHL. Never change. All right, let's 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 go straight into that because I all this time we've been talking, I've had that Charles Stevenson goal on repeat on my computer. <laughs> I I don't hate the call. Nah, that's a kick. That's a kick. Uh, it it ain't. <laughs> I don't think it's a kick. I think he just... It, it, it really pushes the boundaries of what you define as a kick versus <laughs> ver, ver, versus versus angling your skate. Like, because he, he extends his foot and angles God. his skate. If you, if you look at that really... That weird sepia-tinged reverse angle from inside the net, which the, which the referees have, have access to. I'm not getting too fucking ridiculous with this. He he makes a kicking motion after the pucks come off his skate. So like any any argument for a kick for me is after the puck's already been deflected. All he and that and even then that's just kicking his foot forward. Which yeah, kind of there's intent to kick there, but for me he doesn't actually kick the puck. He just angles his skate so that. It, ricochets back into the net and like I I want it to be a kick I want I want there to be I want it to be the most egregious disgusting kick <laughs> that you ever did see 
but it's it's not a kick. It's it's a it's the most yeah. It's just the most extreme version of angling your skate for a deflection that that we've seen so far. This is this is the Twitter thing. Tell me tell me you know nothing about kicking without telling me you know nothing about kicking. <laughs> You're like, you're basically in court defending this guy going, well, Your Honor, it's actually not a kick. It's actually a side foot movement. That's a very different distinction between the two things. Yes, the puck definitely moves the way of his skate with that motion, but it's actually not a kick. There's no intentional kick there. It's not intentional kicking. It's intentional side foot movementing. I'm just saying, you look at it full speed, look at it slowed down. All he does is he turns his foot. He, he he turns his foot. That's all he does. He doesn't he doesn't kick it. I, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, his toe comes off, but it's not like he's, he's not getting winding up like he's taking a corner or anything like that. That'd be he's, better. If he's, he's, he's not one of the the Sabutio um, corner corner of free kick models. <laughs> yeah. His little wound up spring release foot. It's the the yeah the more egregious thing was um yeah whoever's kidnapped Andre Vasilevsky and, and stolen his goalie equipment. Jesus Christ! I guess you can that party was... too much in the summer, can't you? Oh mate! And when I didn't did even Vasilevsky, they... Sergachev, and Kucherov get back from Russia? Was it yesterday? Was it yesterday morning? <laughs> it, it was. Uh, it was six forty-five p.m. Yeah. Tampa time. Cooper's looking at his watch. Where the fuck are they? They just come steaming in, fucking red-eyed, sweating. <laughs> Quite literally hey, steaming. Hey, you were here, coach. Hey, you were here. All right, get on. You're on. Oh, okay, bye. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I did say to Will, I did say to Will before the show, that last night, if you know anything about hockey, if you know anything about hockey, of course Pittsburgh are going to win that game. Of course they were. If you have the slightest notion of what hockey is, you should have put your fucking house on Pittsburgh to win that game. Why wouldn't they win that game? They've only got two of the best players to ever play the game not playing at the same time. And their centre depth was what? <laughs> Jeff Carter, Teddy Bluger, Brian Boyle and someone else? Who was fucking second line centre? I can't remember. Maybe uh, it was Dan Heine? I can't remember. Either way. And I don't think I don't even think Jake Gensel no, was playing. Heine, Heine was playing in playing on um Playing on Carter's wing, and and yeah, they probably scratched Gensel because they thought, well, Crosby's not playing, so there's no point playing Gensel. <laughs> I know, and they fucking dummy the Lightning six to two. Oh, just God, such change. Uh, Evan Rodriguez was their second line centre. Evan Rodriguez, there we go. And didn't they all? Didn't they all score? Uh, that sounds about right. They all got at least a point, anyway. I th- looking at this Penguins roster as it is right now, the forward core specifically, if, if you put those names beneath Buffalo Sabres jerseys on daily face-off, we're all laughing at that roster. Do you know what I mean? You're, like, absolutely, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. There's, there's some players I like in there, like Brian Ross is decent, Kaplan's fine, like... But, mate, it's... It's awful. It's awful. Up until, oh yeah, I've got fucking so many. It's not even yeah. Gensel's out as well. Zach Aston Reese is out as well. Like Zach Aston Reese is a is a good player, but this this has to be it for the Penguins, doesn't it? Like 
I know when you, you get never Morgan know. And, I know Morgan and Crosby. That's that's the thing, isn't it? But they we um, we. People- People sleep. People always sleep on Mike Sullivan. Mike Sullivan is a fantastic coach. A fantastic coach. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but we shit on the Oilers all the time for just being a two-man team. But I think their rise to prominence over the last like five years has really, really taken the heat off the Penguins for having a fucking shit roster around Crosby and Malkin. You are right. There's the there's the these the um the timeline of fucking Jim Rutherford's trades, isn't there? That he's turned all of these players into basically these players, and it is it is stark the decisions they've made over the years of what they've done and how they've t- tried to make things happen with this team. But I don't know. They they do they are one of those teams that you they will work hard and grind out results. Yeah, okay, maybe they're not going to win the cup every year. But they will always be competitive. I like it, kind of like a Boston thing, I guess. There's some years you just like, yeah, the Bruins are not going to win it. They're, you just know they're not. But they're always competitive. They will always grind out results and make you at least work for your results. And if you have an off night, well, then then the Penguins will pounce on you, won't they? As Penguins sometimes like to do with fish. <laughs> penguins known for their for their pouncing in the animal kingdom <laughs> through the through the Serengeti, stalking fucking antelope. <laughs> Do you know what? What? Oh, go on. I was going to say, do you, do you think they'll make the playoffs, Penguins? Yeah, I do. I do. You I counted them out last year, and that was a big mistake. But I think they'll make it. It's because here's the thing as well. We 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 forget sometimes that half the teams in the league make the playoffs. It's it's not like it's not like baseball, where something like. Only was it? How many teams make the playoffs in baseball? I think eight, like eight. out of two hundred and fifty teams in the MLB. <laughs> I think it's eight out playoffs. of thirty or eight out of thirty-two. It's it, you. You either win your division, and then there's the two wild cards, and that's it. There's nothing else, and even the two, and then the wild card games are just one game each. No, in NHL, half the teams make the playoffs. If you, can you tell me that? If you ask me, are the Penguins at least in the top fifty percent of teams in the in the National Hockey League? Yeah, I think they are still. Because like yeah, I said, not... they will be good enough. They'll be good enough. They may hover around 500 until they get Crosby and Malkin back. And as soon as you get Crosby and Malkin back, well then, your team's even better. And then you give him more playing time as well, further up the lineup to players who can then maybe do something and surprise you. A la, like Jake Gensel. Oh, we've got nobody to play against Sid. Oh, who can play with him? I don't know, Gensel, I guess. Oh, turns out he's actually quite a good player. But then, but then it doesn't matter that they're better than six teams in the Pacific or whatever. It's about whether they're top half of their own division by their own conference, really. Do you, do you really think they're going to make the playoffs out of the Metro? Yeah, I do because you cannot. Well, you don't have to be the top. You can still be top five in your division, can't you? Uh, yeah, but versus the Atlantic, so there you is that kind five of, teams out of the Metro, are you? If you look at the well, no, but if you look at the Atlantic. Okay, Boston, Toronto, Tampa. Yeah, probably all going to make it. If if Florida can't, if Florida's goalies can't sort themselves out, they're a fuck. They're a fifty-fifty shot. And then, in my opinion, the rest of the teams are not going to make it. So, yeah, there's a chance. Yeah. I think I think they can make it, dude. They fucking dude. They won the division last year in what was considered the hardest division. They won that division last year with all fucking the fucking changes right. and everything. 
You just count them out in your it's... peril. There's, there's, and it's the cult, there's a culture there as well. They, they're not going to be allowed to not perform or take nights off because of, because of Sid, because of Malkin, because of Sullivan. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's, yeah, I, I think you hit on, I think you hit the nail on the head in the sense that there are so many teams that we think, oh, they're shit, they shouldn't make the playoffs, but fucking somebody has to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have to be the best team. Just don't be the worst. The, one of the four worst teams. That's if, all. If, if the playoffs every year was a pure meritocracy, it's like, nah, only having eight teams in the playoffs this year, the rest of you are crap. Well, like, fuck it, no playoffs. Everyone was shit apart from Tampa. Congratulations, you get the cup. See you all in September. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't have to be the best team. Just don't be one of the four worst teams. That's all. Just be around there. you got a shot. And dude, as long as you're at Crosby and Malkin, you've got a shot. You do. Their, you their do. issues I'm... are their issues are way further down the road, though. They are, I mean, they are barreling towards having to bottom out. They are because Crosby and Malkin are going. And in, even if they want to play and can play, just age just catches up with you, and injuries take longer to heal, and you get more injuries and all that kind of thing. And like fucking um, Brian Burke said plenty of time since he's taken over at Pittsburgh. We haven't really got any great prospects. We haven't really got any massive draft picks. Yeah, we're a bit thin. Well, yeah, they're going to be. It's, it's the Detroit thing. They're going to be Detroit in a few years where they've just kept paying for that success and trying to keep yeah. it going. And in the end, it'll just fizzle away. But it's okay because as we said before, there's no punishment for being bad in hockey. So why not? Just be bad for a bit. They'll probably look and get into, you know, the next generational talent because that's what Pittsburgh does. And then we'll just go from there. Yeah, Conor Bedard, uh, Pittsburgh Penguin, anyone. Exactly. I mean, what they should do now is, because they've shown that they can win without Crosby and Malkin, just trade them both right now. And then, you know, you've got, you, you'll have got you probably make the playoffs this year because you've already beaten the Cup Champs 6-2. So that makes you now the best team in the league. So just uh, just build from there. They're, they are playing to an 82-0 pace, to be fair to them. That's and true. Why would you, why would you mess with that? There's only two undefeated teams left in the league. So... <laughs> Oh, no, I'd, I'd say it's, there's uh, there's thirty undefeated teams. Yeah, true. But there's also thirty teams. There's also thirty teams who've not won a game. Like they're really struggling. So yeah, it's a bad, uh, bad. Uh, we're we're getting a bit of a hockey crisis at the moment. I think there's there's not <laughs> enough good players, not enough good teams. Do you know what really? Do you know what really low key pissed me off over the last few weeks? I'm fucking so annoyed that Hughes and Pettersson have signed contracts. I'm so fucking annoyed. <laughs> like low key, I'm so annoyed. I just wanted it to drag on and drag on because it was just been hilarious watching Jim Benning. But somehow Jim Benning's got out of it again. I don't know. It's mad. He, there's got to be something going on there, isn't there? Like he's got. There's to have, got to be. Got he's to got be to have something because that's that Quinn Hughes contract is. It should be illegal. Should be absolutely. In, oh. <laughs> Not to bounce around too much, but especially when you compare it to the. Fucking Nick Suzuki contract as well. Obviously, I was I was uh, signed afterwards, but Christ, how are Quinn Hughes and Nick Suzuki making the same money for basically the same term? Is it Suzuki's eight years? I think Quinn Hughes was six. Yeah, yeah, I'll believe you. Yeah, cr- absolutely criminal. Like I like the Petterson deal to an extent. Like seven seven point three five is still nothing to you know. It's not like he signed for fucking four or anything like that, and for only three years. Well, that takes him straight up to when he's twenty five. 
Perfect. I don't think he'll be a UFA then because he didn't enter the league until he was 19, did he? Yeah. But but yeah, good. I like I like the Pettersson deal both sides. It's the Quinn Hughes one. That's disgusting. Because that, that to me, if I'm <laughs> if I'm Jim Benning in the Vancouver Canucks and my star D-man, you know, going to be the stud, the anchor in my blue line for the next, as long as I want him to be, if he's showing such a lack of ambition to sign for less than Darnell Nurse for a similar <laughs> term, and when he's younger than Darnell Nurse, I'm looking at that and thinking, I've got to get rid of Quinn Hughes because he doesn't have the killer instinct. <laughs> he doesn't want to win. He's he, not a winner. No, he doesn't He doesn't want to win because he's, he, uh, he's lost to Jim Benning. How can you expect him to win in the National Hockey League when he is folded... <laughs> Like a wet fucking napkin in these contract negotiations. Oh god! <laughs> and if I'm his brothers as well, I'm fucking pissed off as well. Jack Hughes has got to be looking at it like, oh fuck's sakes! Like now I've got to take less because because I've been cucked by my own brother. It's shambolic. How? How? It just makes it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. All the defensemen, all the defensemen were getting massively, massively overpaid. There has to be something going on under the table. And I don't mean footsie. Has to be some kind of, I don't know. It's a fucking Melbourne Storm thing or something. I I don't know. It's very bizarre to just take, in theory, a million and a half less per year than what was considered almost the baseline average for D-men this offseason. Yeah, I I really don't know what to say. Because you look at you look at other other players who have signed. In Yeah, in worse situations. Okay, I understand that like maybe you have to sweeten the pot a little bit for Zakarinsky to keep him to stay, but Zakarinsky's making two million more than Quinn Hughes is. Fucking Darnell Nurse million and a half more, like even 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 like Mira Haskinen is making more than than Quinn Hughes is. I think Mira Haskinen is a fantastic young defenseman. But again, to that point, Quinn Hughes needs to be looking at your Haskinens, looking at your your McCars, and he needs to be looking and and, and your Owenskis. I'd saying these are my comparables. Not even my comparables. I'm fucking better than them. Like obviously, it's facetious to say, uh, you know. He's played his cards and shown that he's not a winner, but like there is a fucking element of like, yeah. If I, you know, I don't, I don't know who you want to play. Do you want to play the agent? Do you want to play Quinn Hughes? Like he has taken below market value, and that I've noticed. You not think you're as good as Kel McCarr, Quinn Hughes? I know, yeah, Kel McCarr, fucking Darnell Nurse, Dougie, get say fucking Marensky. I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah, the person no, I, I like, say that, but go on. Yeah, Benning, Benning has gotten off the hook, and I reckon that's bought Benning another. Oh, I don't know. No, I don't think it's bought him a year. I don't think it's bought him a year. I reckon if, if he misses the playoffs, he has to go, doesn't he? Well, they've made so many changes this year that you would feel like they've done so much to try and change things around and all like the big contracts are now there it's all th- this is now the team basically aside from a few odds and ends the issue was always well 
they haven't got the money to do stuff because of all the bad contracts that he signed. <laughs> they haven't got the money to do anything. But now they do. So and then and then they go and do all this kind of stuff. Do you feel like, well, okay, this is your shot, Jim. This is you, okay, pushing our chips in now. We've got our players, we've made some big trades, we've moved things around. But then you don't know, do you? If he's if he wasn't gonna get fucking canned before this, when is he gonna get canned? There's just uh I don't know, maybe they're just happy with him, I guess. I can't explain it. Can't explain it. If he has that if he has that ability to get these kind of contracts out of agents and players, then maybe he does have some kind of gifts or abilities that we're not noticing or something that you know he that he is really good in this kind of he clearly is this good at negotiating he clearly is he has something <laughs> but i don't know but he's 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 like um there's no there's no happy medium for benning he's either getting absolutely shafted by jay beagle's agent or he he is the one performing the shafting to quinn hughes's agent well he's a give he's a giver and a taker then i guess Power to him. We we love we love a flexible king. But <laughs> yeah, I don't, it, we do love a flexible king. It speaks to um, shout out, shout out to Harry Houdini. Um, it 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 speaks to the utter confusion that has surrounded Jim Bedding's tenure as Vancouver Canucks GM since he started. Really, like. It's that yeah. that those flashes of genius, a la Pettersson and Hughes, and 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 those <laughs> repeated acts of idiocy. I mean, he hasn't tried to think over over the um, over this year as he brought. I mean, what he's done with the defense, like that Tucker Pullman contract, isn't very good. Tyler Myers last year, a couple of years ago, whenever it was, not very good. So it's. It's just a weird one, isn't it? Very, very weird guy. We would be really, really, really remiss if we didn't mention the fact that our Lord and Saviour, the man we've talked about maybe more than anybody else on this show, the Teflon Don himself now has an increased role in the St. Louis Blues organisation. They're already going up. They're they're on the way out. They're going to win the win the cup this year, next year. They're somehow going to win the cup in the summer. I don't know how they're going to do it, but best uh, best team in the league. Yeah, I mean, how could you not What's love it? this man? I wish I had. I wish I had the nego- no, not negotiating. I wish I had the interview ability of Peter Chiarelli because he must absolutely <laughs> fucking crush it. I don't know what it is. I don't know how he does it, but that man can interview like a motherfucker. Because he clearly, because clearly he does, he has something. What's he now like executive vice president or something? What was he again? Uh, I forgot his fucking new vice job. president of hockey ops. So he's he's <laughs> nearly there. He's one step away. He's one one step, step away. away from being being the the Brendan Shanahan of the Blues. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. I'm I'm, I'm waiting for him to replace uh, to replace Gaz at the top. Eventually. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He must have his. Well, if the if he ever gets interviewed for it, clearly he will because, like I said, he just has he has the gift of interviews. He he has interviewing abilities like no other man has ever had. That's what 
Don't forget, forget the Toronto Maple Leafs. Forget the fucking Danbury Trashers. I want a feature-length documentary following Peter Chiarelli on his day-to-day doings, doings, dealings, dirty or otherwise. I'd watch. I'd watch a fucking. I'd watch a marathon of that. It's all. It's all or nothing, Peter Chiarelli. Peter goes to the shop to buy some bread and milk. Oh, that'd be one dollars fifty. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> How about one dollar twenty-five? Yeah. Okay then. Oh my god, he's done it again. How does he do it? What a guy! <laughs> he has the gift. He just, just doing really way. stupid things everywhere he goes, but being praised for it. Like. <laughs> Goes in and breaks a microwave in the in the blues executive kitchen. Ah, like, oh, great job, Peter. Thanks. That, that microwave was <laughs> was working far too well before you turned up. Dude, yeah, he he fails he fails upwards like no one else ever has. Well, I, I think a lot of people would argue, uh, like any middle aged white man has done since the dawn of time. He's just uh, just the just the best at it in in the National Hockey League. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The only the only RFA, big RFA outstanding is Brady Kachuk, who's surprise, surprise, maybe money and bonuses in Ottawa might be a bit of an issue for the uh, for the Kachuks. And he's not gonna plot he won't be there opening night, not with the team, still not signed. Is this gonna work it's gonna get resolved or is this gonna get I mean we all hope it gets really ugly, don't we? That's what we all hope. We all hope there's much. Oh yeah, we want it we want we want slagging matches. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah, we though. Were... I, I thought it'd be I thought it'd be sorted out by now. Because hockey. Yeah. I it's it's an interesting situation. Cause part of me thinks, oh yeah, they'll probably trade him because that's what Ottawa does with good players in of late, you know. Carson, Stone, Hoffman, Zabanajad, you know, whoever you want to name, like they they don't shy away from getting rid of their talent that they don't want to pay. But equally, this is the first of five years of unprecedented spending and competing for the playoffs, etc., etc. So, like, I, th- I, th- I think um, now is a real kind of right. What are we actually talking about? Situation for the centers because either they've got to pony up the money for Kachuk and carry on with this, this you know, proclaimed. Uh, dedica- well, dedication to excellence, or whatever they fucking called it, or they they just you know peer, peer about the curtain and say, "Now it's it's still Eugene. We're we're just gonna we're gonna wallow in being shit until I leave." So it's it's it is an interesting situation. I think it's it's more interesting than your average oh young young RFA holding out because they want money because it is a reflection of what the the organisational philosophy as a whole actually is going to actually is. That is, I did forget about that. You are completely right. That the the, um, the kind of oh yeah, well we're going to be uh, spending to the cap. We're going to be throwing money at players. We're going to be making some changes, <laughs> and then here comes Brady Kachuk. You know that money you were talking about. Can I have some of that? No, no, you absolutely cannot. No, I thought we were going to be doing the old spending money. No, no, we're not, we're not doing the spending money. That's my money, thing. Brady. Yeah, sorry, Brady. That's my money. And and, and I, have to, like, I have to save it for uh, I have to save it for fucking yacht captains who need suing. 
it's 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 an easy it's low hanging fruit everyone's bringing up that whole yeah unprecedented spending thing but I I feel like no one's really drilling down to what that actually means that they're not the the fact that the centers aren't fulfilling that promise like what is that actually a reflection of because it's not just like they're sitting around you know they've got five ten million cap space and they've still got a little bit of a shit roster They've got a shit roster and they are scraping to make the cap floor still. Which, hey, we we live in a world where people in power uh, say things, make promises, you could say, and then flagrantly ignore those promises. That's nothing new. But, but like, yeah, for for the Senators to do that in in, in the NHL, like, it, it disappointingly feels more, more real. <laughs> Because it's more fake. It's, it's one thing for a politician to uh, turn around and not give nurses pay rises, but it's it's a far, far more obvious. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Obvious uh, bit of deception. For like they haven't even tried. It's not like they've signed a bunch of shit UFAs to big money. They just, they just That's fucking a good point. Yeah, they haven't. They didn't, they didn't go crazy. Badly. Yeah, they didn't go yeah. crazy in free agency, did they? They just didn't do anything. They could have at least, um, you know, copy the Benning model and sign some fourth liners for free mill pop. Which, on one hand, is a good thing. You look at look at the Senators cat friendly page. Fucking beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Only only one fo- only two forwards signed past next season. Uh, only only two forwards on on more than three and a half million dollars. You know their only long term signing is is Thomas Shabbat, who's their number one D man. It's perfect cap management, but it still feels extremely nefarious. <laughs> it's very nefarious. Again, though, like I never thought I never thought they were going to spend any money on anything because Eugene is constantly being sued or suing people. The file he has on outstanding fucking lawsuits must be fucking huge. So where is he going to suddenly start spending this money? There's still the whole Labrette and Flats thing that I don't know if it's been sorted out or not. But that, you know, like, that's all he does is just go crazy and then try and sue people or people sue him. So it was always, well, how are you going to spend any money? You haven't got any money to spend. It's always tied up in lawyers or legal fees. He's, he's in I, a constant I, state of, you, you know, when like you offer sheet someone and uh, and then you can't like use that cap space or those picks until you find out whether your offer sheet was uh, successful or not. That's that's where Eugene is in a constant state of, is like, right, I've got 100 million assigned to this yacht captain. I've got Two billion assigned to Le Breton Flats. Uh, I've got fifty grand. I owe. Uh, I owe the cabbie. Uh, that I don't know. <laughs> that was stitching up my players with his uh, with his fucking fake taxi bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, exactly. really. I I feel like we don't appreciate Eugene Melnick's involvement with the National Hockey League enough because it's it's beautiful. It's, he's he's a great guy. What a character! You you cannot write that. You can write John Stevenson 
pulling an incredible deft uh, trick of the eye to make people think he kicked the puck in. But you cannot write the story of, of Eugene Monig. You're right. No, because no, nobody would believe it either. You, you, if you wrote, if you wrote that two or three seasons of the centers, and I've said this a million times, an excellent podcast series would be that two or three seasons interviews, all the things that you put together that you just forget about, you know, like back garden fires and shit like that. You you put all those things together in a neat package. You could that's an eight series, that's an eight episode series that would just be people wouldn't believe it was true everything that went on and the fall from grace of that team. And he's, he's like, um, who's that guy? Billy, the fucking, um, Oh, the guy from Firefest. The Firefest guy. <laughs> when he grows up, that's, that's Eugene Monick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh dear. Yeah, fucking Eugene's organising fucking parties on some island off the coast of Canada. <laughs> well, do, do you know? Do you know where he lives? Where his official residence is? Yeah, isn't it Bermuda? Uh, no, Barbados. Oh, Barbados, that was it. I thought, yeah, Barbados. Which, which okay. to me is just beautiful. I, I don't know why, but little old Eugene walking around in his in his fucking senator's parka <laughs> on the beaches of Barbados, <laughs> refusing in his to. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! I'm so you should have done that interview of um with uh Borieki. Borieki, fucking there you go, Mark Pompeo, <laughs> Should have done it from the beach in uh, in Barbados. That'd have been much better. Uh, speaking of things that are not interesting, I guess you watched the Toronto Maple Leafs documentary. Oh boy, did I! Boy, did I! What what a villain uh, Jimmy Vesey is for yeah. for not uh, for not having an identity on that team. Yeah, boo wow. to Christ. you, Jimmy Vesey. I'll tell you something. I learned so much about hockey from that show that I'm, I'm questioning my. I'm even questioning if I know anything about the sport at this point. You know, sometimes well, hockey coaches can actually swear and get angry. I don't know if you knew that or not. And then sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes players like to have little away trips and bond. Did you know that? I mean, the things we learned from this documentary, wow. The the, the thing that I feel came across most from that documentary is, <laughs> is like, I, 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 know, I know it's kind of not been revealed, but, you know, never been, uh, never been stated otherwise, but. Carl Dubas really isn't that much of an analytics geezer, is he? Like, maybe I—I I don't think nope. he implements analytics more than the average GM. He's probably top half of the league, but he's not. Yeah, he's not fucking Eric Tolsky, is he? Dude, you've only got to look at this this off season. This off season, what did you hear for two years out of, out of Toronto? Well, Cal, when they signed him, they always show that dumb picture of him fixing his fucking glasses with a big girly grin on his face. Oh, yeah, Dubas, analytics guy, going to get these players, we're going to change things, small players, quick, good puck handling. What's he doing now? He's scrambling to sign fucking rejects from every team in the league. Michael Bunting, no one wants him. Yeah, we'll take him. Josh Hosang going to PTO. Yeah, why not? Nikita Gusev, yeah, I've heard of him. Let's PTO him. Who the fuck is Michael Bunting? Andre Kasher, he played... 
Andre Kasha got traded for, like he got picked up by the Bruins for a first and a player in the in the backers deal. Really? How many? What? what he, well, he's only played like four games last year because he's got massive injury problems. Yeah, we'll just sign him. Just get him signed. Who else is big and can? Oh, Nick Ritchie. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, he played against us before. Yeah, yeah. Just just sign him. Just sign him. It's crazy. It's crazy. He's literally turned into every single GM. Cut, just a Curtis wing and a Gabriel. prayer. Picking up guys. Yep, Curtis Gabriel. Is is pretty Mrazic any better or worse than what we've got? Not really. Well, I've heard of him. Well, yeah, we'll try him. Let's see how it, see how it goes. Give him three years because that's what you know players need. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's crazy. And I, I've not really heard that many people talk about that. The the whole talk about Dubas coming in was that he was going to revolutionise kind of the way GMs work and the way kind of like John Chaker, I guess, like younger yeah, guy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, it's all it's all spreadsheets and blah blah blah. And oh no, we need guys in the room. And what's just happened? Yeah, you, you, there's a certain way you have to win in hockey. Sometimes you've got to be a dirty motherfucker to win. Sometimes you've got to take cheap shots. Sometimes you've got to run through a guy to win. And so that's what they've done. It's all out the window. It's all out the window. And now he's just scrambling like every other GM. It's really fascinating to see. I I feel like they're slipping further away from getting the cup as well. Like Not, not to say that their window's shut or anything, but it's getting worse. Do you know what I thought? I thought... I thought it'd be really like kind of like Pittsburgh. If you tell me at the end of the, if you could fast forward me to the end of this year and you told me that the Leafs won the cup, I part of my brain because I was thinking about it the other day. Part of my brain will go, yeah, that kind of makes sense actually, because it's like the Capitals that season. The season so twenty seventeen that season when it finished, everyone said that's it, that's it, they are done. Nobody talked about the Capitals the entire season. Their fan base was pissed off after being on their side for so long and loving Ovi. Even though, even like a bunch of their own fans had turned on Ovi and said, "Yeah, he just can't. We just can't win with him in the team. We just can't get it done." And they just signed a bunch of random guys, and then they all somehow gelled together. Fucking the goalie situation. Oh, Holtby's no good. He's playing terrible. You tell me that's going to happen to the Leafs this year? I can totally believe it because it's hockey. The, the the Toronto fan base, as I've said before, I have so much respect for that fan base because they're so passionate and they fucking love their team and they're so hype all the time about their team. Anytime they sign somebody, great signing, love it, great signing, great guy, what a, what a thing we need. We need this for the team. And they just get shit on all the time by the players. Uh, but, but this season was totally different. This season, Leafs fans were just kind of like, yeah, I guess, I mean, all right. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens in April. I, I don't fucking know. And they they've just kind of... Not forgotten about the team, but and they'll still support them a little bit, but not like they normally would. And the exact same things happened to the Capitals in eighteen, and then they beat because obviously the the way the leagues are realigned this year, I could see the Leafs getting the Bruins in the first round and then winning, and then it's that kind of oh shit, we've just beat the team that we can never beat. Shit, now we can really do it because I that's the Capitals beat the Penguins. As soon as the Capitals beat the Penguins, you could see them thinking, oh hang on a minute. This is the team we always lose to. We've just we've just fucking beat them. We just we just beat them in overtime. We killed them. Shit. Maybe we've got something. And I could I could totally see it. I could totally. I'll, see I'll, it. I'll believe that. I'll believe that. That's a yeah. that's a fair shout to be honest. Anything can happen. I just feel like they're as a club. It's the the start of that deterioration in roster quality. Is sort of sort of setting in. I think I think you're absolutely right. If they 
As we've been saying for what, five years now? If they can beat the Bruins, yeah, all all bets are off. All bets are fucking off. But equally, I wouldn't be surprised if we get to the playoffs, choking the first round yet again. Because to bring it back to that all or nothing series, the the most pertinent and almost obvious quote from it is where um oh what's the guy's name? The old Senators uh coach Paul with the Tash. Paul, what's yeah. his fucking name? I can't remember his fucking name. Yeah, fucking geezer with the Tash. Who's saying this team has demons round every corner? They're under their beds. They're in their cars. Everywhere they look, like I do believe that can be a problem. You know, we we always joke and rag on oh culture, culture, culture. But there is an element of if you lose, if you lose, if you keep losing in the first round to different teams, it's one thing of being being scared of the Bruins as a boogeyman. But to then lose to Columbus, to lose to Montreal as well, there comes a point where, yeah, fucking hell, like, it's just ingrained in you, isn't it? And you can look at, look at, like, you know, the, the Oilers tenure with, with Hall, when uh, Taylor Hall was, was uh, ruling the roost. Look at the Sabres now. It's, Culture might be, yeah, a winning culture might be a little bit of a myth, but you can definitely ingrain some element of lack of confidence when it comes to when it comes to succeeding in the playoffs. No, you're right. I can, I can totally get. Like I've said before, being in that market and everything, where every single thing you do is analysed to an inch of its life. Yep. The just you, there's no kind of getting out of it they need to they need to take a look at ba- basically Montreal from last year and how they combated that because that's the same those are the two in my opinion those are the two highest pressure markets in the NHL and i think Montreal somehow found that way to get past it i guess winning of what <laughs> i guess winning our round basically stops it because the conversation then changes from yeah. you can't win to okay maybe this time you can win one more and go a bit further and it does buy you a bit of time doesn't it and as soon as Montreal win that one round it just that's it everything seems easier the the goal seems bigger the puck seems bigger to the goalies and you know it kind of gets easier for you to sort to sort that out then that okay we know what we need to do now to win so I'd I'd say there's there was less pressure and there's still less pressure on Montreal than there is on the Leafs though yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree. I would agree, but when it, when you're playing the... for a team who <laughs> their identity is that they have not won the big one for for fucking whatever fifty four years or whatever it is now, fifty five this season. That's yeah, and it's not the players' fault. It's not like they're coming in and <laughs> saying, "All oh, right, it's been fifty five years. Let's win one for for." Fucking Dave Keon or whatever it is, like that. The the whole the whole thing around the Maple Leafs and like media, fans, whatever it might be, is they are beholden to history. They are beholden to history, and and you saw it in that documentary, nineteen sixty seven, whatever the year is since they last won a playoff round, twenty years or whatever it, seventeen years, whatever it might be. The the the. 
the emphasis placed on that has to have a psychological effect. I am part of a team that has not won for decades. That That's the team's identity. Not even just that they're bad. It's specific uh, milestones and accomplishments that they have fallen at repeatedly. And that is just ground into them. Imagine going to work every single day. I don't know, you fucking work for a car car dealership. Ah, this car dealership hasn't sold a car for 20 years. Some geezer comes in, oh, I'd like to buy a car. That's going to play on your mind. It's going to, no matter what you're doing, if you are constantly reminded from strangers in the street, from members of your own your own team, your own organisation, people on in newspapers, on the television saying... You don't you don't go a week without hearing the words nineteen sixty seven. That's gonna fuck you up. And until they escape that, until until the Toronto media escape that, the the Maple Leafs will not win. I think you're right. But then how do you, you can't yeah, I don't know how how do you get past that? It's so it's the it's like a you know, it's a chicken and egg thing, isn't it, I guess. You unfortunately Gonna have to fold the franchise and move them to Houston, I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's NHL. Anything's anything's possible, isn't it? <laughs> what the Leafs winning the cup or the Leafs getting relocated? Again, if you get to the end of this year and tell me either of those things have happened, I'll go. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, anymore. sure. All right. <laughs> You've said a million times. You. How can anybody? How can anybody try and cover this sport seriously? It's the most random fucking batshit sport ever. How how can you, how can anyone, any kind of, in any notion, sit there and try and cover this seriously? You can't. You got to just, you just got to laugh at it because it's fucking, it's so crazy and nuts and it doesn't make any sense. None of it ever makes any sense. And and yet that randomness and and madness about it is so very uninteresting. <laughs> it's it's not it is like because because you can't. You can't justify for, like we said, a puck bouncing a certain way, a refereeing mistake. You can have all the analytics in the fucking world. But if that piece of vulcanized rubber hits a little dink in the ice and goes a centimeter a different way, it hits the post instead of going in. You can't justify for that. There's no way to, like, how do you mark that down? You can't. And, and uh, yeah, as it's been said a thousand times, the... The randomness is is more and like the the upsets. Yeah, you know, take Pittsburgh Tampa Bay last night. That was an egregious one in the manner the game in the way the game went. But we're still talking about like a fifty four forty six percent advantage for Tampa Bay. These giant killings aren't giant killings. They're slightly taller than me killings. <laughs> Even, right. even 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 if the Senators beat the Leafs or the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning or whoever, like there's they they are close enough in stature that while it's surprising, it's still not particularly the the nature of the game makes it feel like it's not necessarily earned, and they're close enough. It's like okay, yeah, all right, <laughs> I'll believe that. I know. What a bizarre random sport that we love. It's fucking nuts. We should what quickly you... mention good old Evander Kane. But that's that's someone else we need an all or nothing for. Just all or nothing oh. Evander Kane. 
down some down some dark alley getting fake <laughs> fake COVID passports. <laughs> I feel I feel like the Evander Kane um, all or nothing oh, has him walking around town with a carrier bag full of um, either K cider or special brew. Take take your pick. Yeah, and yeah, he's just like he's got he's selling he's selling stolen meat down the pub. He's uh, <laughs> he's rigging the fruit machine. Yeah, he's going down the alley getting a fake COVID passport. He's down the market selling dodgy DVD. He's got one of those. Um, he's he's chipping PlayStation ones. He's he's, he's fucking doing it all. He just loves. He just loves going out looking for mischief, doesn't he? He just loves it. He just loves going out looking for mischief. He can't help himself. He can't help himself. If if came mischief or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> anytime, anytime a cop car drives past him, it stops. And Evander, yeah, what's up? Okay, what are you up to? Nothing. Just, just taking a walk here, boss. Just taking a walk here. All right. Keep it up. Don't do anything. Okay, okay. Seven hours later, Evander, I, we saw you before. What are you doing now? I don't know where this stolen meat came from. I don't know what you're talking about, officer. For fuck's sake, he's, he's got, got like, a, he's just got, got a, a duffel bag just... full of full of stolen <laughs> light bulbs from Wilco's. <laughs> Oh my god! A fucking fake COVID passport for fuck's sake! What a legend! What a legend! The geezer gets paid seven million dollars a year, and he's faking a COVID passport. Fucking power to him! It's like it's like us at fifteen trying to fake a fucking student ID to get into the pub. (laughs) (laughs) This ID real? Get into the adventure. Yeah, he's just faking. He's got a, he's got a student ID. It's like Caltech. He's got a, tal- a Caltech student ID that says I've been vaccinated. Evander, is this real? Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> okay, he's like rocking up on on game day, trying try to get past the bouncer. <laughs> I mean, Evander, there's pictures of a white man. <laughs> Why'd you put the name McLovin? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was either that or Muhammad. Why was you the one Muhammad? <laughs> the, For fuck's sake, the most them. commonly vaccinated names in uh Yeah, in the world. In the you in the world. <laughs> in a book. Oh uh, my god. He's just it's, trying to he's just, just trying to sneak past the old lady who works on reception. I don't think this is real. No, it is real. It's definitely real, I promise. I promise it's a real thing. He's like oh, ducking. There's a there's an equipment guy with like a trolley full of like all the hockey bags, and he's ducking behind it trying to avoid the fucking <laughs> avoid the security cameras, pulling all Austin Powers behind a behind a statue and pissing in the fountain. He's trying to trying to sneak in. He's like he sneaks in the back door. He's dressed as the shark's mascot, and he's just <laughs> just in the stands, and then slowly but surely works his way down the stands towards the center ice, and it just skates on. Hi, right, Evander, what are you doing? I didn't see you come in. Oh, yeah, sorry, boss. Just uh, a bit late today, that's all. You know, <laughs> have you got your COVID passport in? Yeah, yeah, of course I have. Of course I have. It's well, how would I be in here if I hadn't had my COVID jab? Exactly. And then he, and then he skates over to fucking um, Kevin Kevin LeBanc. Oh, by the way, Kevin, I've got a line of fucking DVDs outside if you want them. Some guy gave them to me down the park. $2 each. $2 each. Evander, they're not even selling DVDs anymore. Get a Netflix subscription. <laughs> what are you no, selling it, DVDs it, for? If it's Kevin LeBanc, he's like, right, Kevin, right. These might seem expensive now, but I promise you, in a year, if you hold on to them and you do what you're meant to do, there will be loads of money for you in these DVDs. Evander Kane's put all his money into fucking um, oh, beanie, beanie Babies. 
<laughs> these are worth a fortune one day. How much to pay for these? It doesn't matter. Our kids need food. Look, when I'm rich because of these Beanie Babies, our kids will have all the food they want. They'll be eating gold. Don't worry about it. That, right. uh, that picture of the divorce court, uh, the couple in divorce court splitting up the Beanie Babies is actually... Uh, Independent representatives of Evander Kane and his soon-to-be ex-wife splitting up their yeah. babies. Oh God! It's 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 the thing where like this would be funny enough as it is a millionaire superstar hockey player forging a fucking COVID passport, but then put it on top of a geezer who's been accused of betting on games in the last year. Fucking, he's got cheating on his wife with <laughs> prostitutes, <laughs> not paying child support. Fuck's sake. Gambling debts, like, oh, what a geezer. One utter, utter geezer. He's just out there fucking doing it. Yeah, getting sued by casinos and everything because he's not paid his fucking gambling debts. Getting sued by a casino. Oh, my God. Thinking about declaring himself bankrupt and having his contract in the National Hockey League voided (laughs) to avoid all this shit. Like Evander, mate. Do you know what, Evander Kane? Do you know what this... Do you know... There is something I fucking love about stuff like this. And it was like, it's like, okay, this is going to seem crazy, but just bear with me a second. Evander Kane is hockey's Liam Gallagher. If Liam Gallagher wasn't a world famous, mega rich superstar, he would still be the exact same person he is. Evander Kane would be doing this shit if he, he plays in the National Hockey League or he works on a building site as a laborer. He, he, this is him. This is just him. Same with Liam Gallagher. He's just him. He never, he will never change. This is who he is, and that's it. And part of me is almost like, you know what? I respect the hustle. I respect the hustle. The, the authenticity sake. of him is, it's, it's the thing yeah. where, like, I think if he was like 58, you know, washed up ex player and he was pulling all this shit, might be a little bit sad. But the fact that he's in the prime of his life, in the middle of this like seven million dollar year a year contract, and it's the geezer who <laughs> you go further back, he's getting chastised for having photos of him with a fucking money phone, <laughs> getting his tracksuit thrown in the shower by Dustin Pufflin. <laughs> oh, the life, the life he lives, like it's so sad but so amazing. Oh, just There's some what? people. There are some people you just think, "How do you sleep at night? How do you rest your head on the pillow and think, oh well, I'll just go to sleep and wake up and do this all again tomorrow?'" <laughs> how? How do you, how do you sleep at night, Amanda, with with a plethora of beautiful women and a massive pile of money? <laughs> yeah. Well, or not now. No. How do you sleep? How do you sleep, Amanda, with a bunch of old Only Fools and Horses DVDs under my bed that I got? <laughs> <laughs> that I got off some guy down the market and some knockoff Calvin Klein aftershave in a suitcase. <laughs> He's like opening his front door every morning, stepping over a massive pile of pink envelopes from various casinos. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I don't open the post, it doesn't exist, okay? It's as simple as that. I think that's it. He's a fucking ostrich. He just buries his head in the sand, doesn't he? It just doesn't... Like It's like the real world doesn't even exist to him. It doesn't exist. Like that. What, what? what are we talking about? What gambling debts? No, that's not me. That's not my problem. I've never, I've never even opened a letter. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, what's the way. actual score with Evander Kane? Is he? Oh, so he, yeah, yeah. So he's he's still considered a non-roster player. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, yeah. My God, <laughs> because his COVID passport wasn't real. <laughs> 
Oh my god, fucking fake NHL players getting a fake ID. Jesus Christ. He's he's sitting down like fucking uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Catch Me If You Can. Fucking <laughs> getting the Pfizer logo off of some fucking pen that he got from a convention four years ago and soaking it in the bath. If Andy Kane just rocks up at the airport, hi, I'm your uh, I'm the co-pilot today. Are you? Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't you uh, don't you look familiar? Didn't I buy a DVD off you earlier? <laughs> Weren't you literally outside this airport selling DVDs before? <laughs> no, that wasn't me. That was my brother. Uh, okay, fair enough. Have you got your COVID passport? Yes, I have, by the way. Here it is. <laughs> I'm glad you He's like fucking. He's just scrawled in crayon. <laughs> I'm vaxxed. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's a picture of him from when he played for the Sabres. <laughs> yeah, it says EK. <laughs> it's over a recent picture. <laughs> If you are, yeah, you're still wearing a fucking Thrasher's jersey. Yeah. <laughs> what team's this? Oh, uh, never mind. They don't exist anymore. It's fine. <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie me. Before he goes in, he's, he's talking to his mate in, in the airport car park. Like, right, I bet you $3 million that not only can I sell this pilot a DVD of Knocked Up, I can also fly the plane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's making bets to people I haven't even got the money. Evander, I haven't got $3 million. $3 million it is then. I I, I haven't got the... Okay, whatever. Uh, you drive a hard bargain, $4 million. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I think uh, we need to look into Evander Kane having been in goal for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning last night. Hey, that's a fair point, actually. Yeah, who's questioning, who's questioning Tampa's um, authenticity and integrity now? Nobody. See, one rule for one, one rule for everyone else. Exactly. And all just because Evander Kane is a former Jet. <laughs> or because Evander Kane took some penalty minutes once. Oh, dearie me. Uh, quickly, long, so long may you reign. Uh, oh, go on. Oh, no, I was saying long, long, long may you reign as, as oh, king, yeah. king of the league. Yeah. God damn it, Evander. Keep churning. Yeah, he's Netflix. Just keep churning out content. Just, just keep churning out content, content after. It's a content world now, so he's just do, he's just doing it all on his own. Oh, is he? Is he? Is he? Um, is he? See a well-known transphobe now as well. <laughs> oh God, yeah, fucking hell. Hey, I will say, I will say, if a real-life Squid Game is up and running, first fucking contestant right there, Mister E Kane. I can win how much? Yeah, but Ivan, there's a chance you're going to get shot and killed. I can win how much? <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> if, I, right, fine. if I don't look at the bullet, it can't kill me. Yeah, it's not real. Like like my bills on my doorstep. If I don't look at it, it doesn't exist. Oh, dear. What do you think is going to happen with uh, Robin Lehner then? Is it going to be the classic in three months? Yeah, we, we talked about it and then we found out there's nothing going on, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I think we need to ask uh, Akima Lou what's, what, what's going to happen to yeah. Robin Lehner. Yep, it's I. That's it's such a weird one. Like, good on him for for saying what he said and threatening to say more. But it's easy for me to say, but Christ, part of me thinks like you surely know what's going to happen as soon as you get into bed with the NHL on this situation. The more more effective and proactive way of seeing change in this league. Would have been saying, "Now, nah, fuck off, Gaz. I'm not shaking your hand. I'm going to carry on exposing shit that I know." But 
Yeah, I can. I can. Similar to, to you know, like the hockey podcasts, anyone in the hockey media and stuff. I understand why you aren't doing that sort of thing. So you've got to feed your, got to feed your family, got to feed your kids and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I don't. I think this is probably the last we've heard of of Benzo abuse and and Elaine Vigneault <laughs> going full fucking Munchausen's by proxy on Nolan Patrick. <laughs> Handed out fucking pills like they're smarties. Okay, now, yeah, you're feeling very poorly, Nolan. Very poorly indeed. <laughs> Am I? Yes, you are. Oh, okay. You, yeah, you have a you have a concussion still. Yeah, like it's it's not it's not going anywhere. Surely, fucking hell, like the Bill Peterson didn't go anywhere. This ain't going anywhere. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Then, so Robin Lane will be playing in the KHL in about three months. Then. <laughs> No, no, because he's a goalie, and uh, oh yeah, and uh, you know, a white man, so he uh, he's allowed to carry on. Fair. All right. Anything else? God, I, I, all right. As this is the last one, as this is the last one, kind of let's just do some real quick off the dome. Who's winning the divisions? Who's winning the conferences? Who's winning the cup? Google. All right, go on then. Uh, NHL teams. All right, who's who's winning the Pacific? Oh, who's winning the Pacific? I mm, who could take, it, who could it be? Uh, who could it possibly be? Uh, yeah, Vegas. It's pro- it's probably going to be Vegas. It's with uh, you know, no, they've got fucking Janino as their top line center. They're probably going to win, aren't they? <laughs> fucking Janino. <laughs> <laughs> we're going. We're, oh, we're pulling pull out all the stops. Pull out. All the, it's got. It's got to be Vegas. Who who are you taking in the central? Uh, Avalanche, Avalanche. But people, people are going to get caught out by the Winnipeg Jets. Everyone's saying they're the fucking second coming of the seventies Canadians, but nah, the the Jets aren't. They aren't going to be as good as people think they say. Say are going to be. It's going to be the Avalanche. Uh, I'm going to say the Islanders for the Metro, which again is a bit of a bit of a chalky pick, but no, I'm taking the Hurricanes. Going Hurricane, yeah, yeah, fair play. People, yeah, the the adverse to the fucking Jets. People are shitting on the Hurricanes this year, but like, I don't, I don't see why. Yeah, okay, all right, they they let a goalie go, and then signed Freddie Anderson and Andy Ranta. Which yeah, I don't I don't love Freddie Anderson as a goalie, but I think you've got as good a chance of Freddie Anderson and Andy Ranta getting in there as Alex Nedeljkovic would have. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. And they are, they they are not. Some teams are notably worse. They are not notably worse. All their forwards are still really good. They have got still got good defensemen. Love him or fucking hate him, as much as he is a piece of shit, and we do not like him. Fucking Tony D is a good defenseman, and will put up points there. So it, yeah, he's, he's not going to fill. Yeah, he's not. He's not going to fill the 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 hole that Dougie leaves, but he's going to do enough. And the rest of that. Yeah. The rest of that decor is going to do enough to make up for not having a a Dougie. And then who do you reckon is going to take the Atlantic? Still Tampa. They're still the team to beat. They're just. You think so? Yeah, I, I can't. I know what we said before about you know stupid things happening, and you go, well, yeah, it's hockey, of course. But if you've got the best goal in the world, probably the best, uh, maybe the best D man in the world, one of the best wingers in the world, the best young two way forward in the world. And still got other players on top of that who are really good. 
why would you then pick anyone else? I, I yeah, I, I mean maybe they'll maybe they'll take it easy towards the end of the year and like another team will sneak into first or something. But and again, I just don't think the competition is that hard for Tampa. Yes, Toronto no. will be fine. I think Boston will be fine. Florida could sneak in. Maybe Montreal might do something. I'm not high on the Canadians, but they could. They're not terrible. Senators maybe take a step forward, but I'm not sure. I just, but I, yeah, it, it's it's the Tampa, it's Tampa's to lose that division. I think. Yeah, I, I I think you're right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go slightly against the say Bruins just because it's hockey. Of course, the best team yeah, aren't gonna win not? their division. I'll I'll believe that. Who who do you reckon is gonna come out of the West End for the final? Ah, oh, who am I taking out of the West for the final? You see, at some point, at some point, Colorado have to put it together, don't they? I mean, <laughs> they just have to. I, I don't think they do. I don't. I don't think they have to. I mean, they don't have to. But you got to think at some point, Colorado are going to do it and actually make it. You know, make like say, make up for all the promise and everything. Is it? Is I'll it going to be? Colo- I'll take Colorado. You're going to take it the year that they've lost their starting goaltender. Um, Two of their fantastic top nine top nine wingers, and replaced them with Darren Helm. Again, though, it's not like once you get to the playoffs, it doesn't it doesn't matter, does it? It's, it's just about it's a bounce here or there, or this thing happens, or that, where a player gets injured at a certain time or something. Yeah, I mean I'll, I'll, the issue I'll give the you issue that. the issue with Colorado actually, to be fair, is that they may. Is that Nathan McKinnon may finally fucking implode in on himself because he's so angry about everything, including things like regular <coughs> pasta and the puck knock being passed to with four centimeters of where he wants it. So his team just gives up on him and tells him to fucking do one. There is that possibility, but then they're, they're going to lose game thirty-two at home to the Coyotes, and he's just going to explode and be like a smoldering pair of skates that sent their ice. <laughs> yeah, but when you're looking right now, cold light of day, you're looking at the West. It's the Abs or the or it's the Abs or Vegas. I I can't see. Again, rid, again, it's a ridiculously long season. Injuries happen, but squads all healthy, players all ready to go 100. percent They're the two best teams in the Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that, and that's why I'm going to go for the for the Golden Knights to come out of the West. Yeah, yeah. Just because, because why not? Why not? Go on then. Who are they? Who are they facing in the final? <sighs> I don't think it's going to be Tampa. I just don't. I don't know. Would be nice to see a three beat. It would be cool. It would be cool, but I just don't know. I mean, that desire to win. It, it's not that they're two in a row. It. it what shit. I, I'm not trying to say their two in a row isn't a regular two in a row, but it's not they went they didn't play a hundred and fucking what? Sixty four eighty games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ga- like including playoffs, like hundred and eighty or hundred and eighty five games over the last two years. They've not played that many games. So the repeat wasn't that crazy. And let's not forget, the Islanders were a game away. The Lightning won that game seven, one nil. That was it. So the Islanders are still right there. And I think in the East, there's definitely more teams to choose from. Oh, without a doubt. In the, in the East. Do you know what? I'm going to take the Islanders. I'll take the Islanders. That's that's who I'm going for as well. And and spoiler yeah. alert, I'm, I'm taking the Islanders for the Cup. Cause, cause I would take the not. Islanders this year. 
Yeah, I, I would take the Islanders this year for the cup. Like they're they're going to do the same thing again. They're going to do exactly the same thing again. Nobody's going to talk about them for the entire season. They'll finish second or third in that division. No one's going to talk about them. They'll get to the playoffs, and then someone, and then everyone's going to wake up one day and go, "Oh, the Islanders are in the conference final." Oh shit, I didn't even realize. Yeah, again, that's just what they do. They are I, built perfectly to succeed in the playoffs. I, th- I, I think the the Islanders are very similar to the Blues. Except everyone's shitting on the Blues, saying that they're bang average, and everyone's praising the Islanders, saying that they've they've got it all worked out. And I think the only difference is like the coaching. If you have Bar- which obviously is a massive thing, but if you have Barry Trotz in charge of that Blues team, I reckon they'd be doing exactly the same shit that the Islanders are. Granted, the Absolutely. Islanders might have a couple. Like Pelican Pollock are probably better than any D man on the on the Blues roster, but I still think it's just like a deep roster full of average players. And and because of hockey, yeah, I look at this. I'm looking at the Islanders roster right now, and I feel fucking sick looking at it. It's just so bland, <laughs> so boring. I feel like there isn't sick. I do. I do feel sick because I know they're going to win the cup, and and Matt Barzell is the only exciting player on that team. And newsflash: Matt Barzell isn't even that exciting. He's not even that exciting. Like, yeah, he's got skill and he's got speed, but the only reason people are, like, fucking lifting him up, like, oh, he's he's like Conor McDavid, but with wider shoulders. Like, no, he's not. It's just because he's the only player who can fucking toe-drag on the Islanders. And, yeah, they're yeah. going to win the cup because... The Islanders, cause, the Islanders are basically are. a wedding buffet of nothing but ham sandwiches. And then in the corner of your eye, you see, like... A spicy fucking chicken thigh or something. Oh wow, this is the best chicken thigh I've ever had. Well, it's a, all, your other choice is a plate of ham sandwiches. There's there's nothing else. This isn't the best thing you've ever eaten, but yeah, it's there and it's actually a little bit better than what else is there. Yeah, and, and like a ham right. sandwich, ham sandwiches are always pretty tasty, but you're never like, you know what I fucking need? I need a proper yeah. naughty plain ham and butter sandwich. You see, don't forget as well what's hockey about the the story. I say this all the time. It's a Dano Chara. Back on the island, lifting the cup. Think about it. There you go. Where it, this... where it all started. Mate. So, yeah, yeah. There we go. We're both taking Islanders. Interesting. I th- it's a fun way to a fun way to finish off, and that we both agree on something. Which I was, was, was going to say first, first time for everything. Ending <laughs> ending on a ending on unity and harmony. All right. There we go. Um. Yeah, it's been unbelievable for the past few years, folks. I'm not saying we'll never do this ever again. It's a slim chance. Things change. Maybe we can, but yeah, for now, it has been real. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody who is in touch. Please do stay in touch. Please do. We do enjoy talking to you all. It's, like I said, it's fun to have someone to fucking talk to hockey about, especially Canadians. Canadians who I've spoken to in real life as well. That's always fun. I like talking to you all. Thank you very much from me. I appreciate everything. Will, thank you, mate. You took a fucking chance on a crazy guy from up north saying fancy talking about hockey and you said yes. I don't know why you did. You're a fucking nutcase. I wouldn't have said yes. I just said no way. <laughs> Fuck off, you fucking loser. <laughs> no, not a guy to be trusted. Not, not a geezer to be trusted. Very true. Yeah, you are the, you are this podcast's Quinn Hughes. I can't trust you to do the right <laughs> thing. You've clearly, you've clearly made terrible decisions already by talking to me. I can't trust you. <laughs> but yeah. This guy has so little else going on. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It was uh, 
it was a lot of fun. Genuinely a lot of fun. And I appreciate the friendships I've made on here. So yeah, that's it for me. Thank you again. Will, any last words? Um, don't. Don't at me. I don't want to talk about this fucking dumb sport and this <laughs> stupid league, this, this <laughs> oppressive, racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, etc, uh, etc et league ever again. I will not be watching the National Hockey League this year. I'm now uh, a hurling fanatic, and you can find me at uh, Two Brits, One Caber, which will be a part of the... Uh... <laughs> nah. Uh, yeah, fuck it, everything you said, man. Like this, I can't, We've done a hundred... This is episode 145? 140... Nah, I think it's more than that, isn't it? Actually, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, neither... Uh... Google Podcast is saying we've done 141 episodes. Whether that's correct oh, or not. Oh, there you go then. Is there a question. So this is 142. It's been 142 episodes of, of pure fun. Yeah, genuinely, yeah. Not to get too soppy about it, but yeah, like you said, man, like thank you for your time. Thank you for everyone who's who's ever even listened to 10 minutes and thought, nah, fuck this, I'm gone. Cause it's Yeah, we <laughs> Not that we've been doing it for you, but it's been nice to have that acknowledgement that we're part of the community. And that's that's what it is. It's not about like, oh yeah, Will and Dan had some really good takes. Like, nah, just just to be able to be part of this community of hockey fans, because like as as shitty as the NHL is, hockey fans are great. The sport of hockey is fucking beautiful and it always will be. And we all need to remember that, like as frustrated as you can get with the powers that be in charge of this league and in charge of this sport, be it the NHL, the IIHF, those at the IOC, the KHL, whoever it might be, the sport is still beautiful and there's a reason we're all talking about it like a bunch of raving lunatics. And that is because it's such a great game to to watch and support and, and be a part of. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for giving us the motivation to keep doing this for for a bunch of years to just listen to to a couple of guys being friends and, and making extremely stupid jokes. Like, yeah, it's 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 been fucking real. There we go. Take care everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Peace!